Good morning and welcome to the June 8th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we are uh, elated that you have joined us today for our continuing discussion on the great perversion of the church. Um, We went through some... uh, Old Testament scriptures, um, predominantly in Jeremiah, uh, in our last two episodes. Uh, And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we're going to be moving into the New Testament uh, for some backup, if you will, uh, on on this very subject. We're going to detail some of the perversions and discuss those and why they're why they're so so evil and, and bad. Uh, we, we see a lot of it happening in our churches today, and some of it most Christians aren't, don't even realize is happening. And there's a reason for that, too. Uh, we'll probably touch on that. But um, without further ado, I'm going to turn the microphone over to Pastor Chamberlain. Pastor, it's all yours, sir. Thank you, uh, Curtis. Um, and this is a privilege being a co-host here and and uh, the mouthpiece for the word, word of God. And uh, um, I'm having fun doing it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, both of us. It, we, we, we enjoy uh, reading. I wish you could sit in with us on our personal studies when we go down in my basement to the alliteration room <laughs> and, and we uh, put together some of these outlines. And so we're glad you're with us today. And... Um, it's it's this is a difficult subject. Uh, we started it uh, uh, last Saturday, was it, Curtis? Yep. Yes, sir. And we entitled it "The Great Perversion," and with the subtitle is uh, "Previews of Coming Attractions." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard for me to uh, to go through all of these things because I know that uh, God, in a prophetic way, said that they're going to happen. Yeah. And then as a as a man of God, uh, you know, as having been a pastor of, uh, on, on the staff of three different churches, um, I, uh, I've seen a lot of these things that we talked about in the book of Jeremiah. Yeah. Now, let's pick up uh, some things. Let's just review. Uh, Jeremiah said the prophets and the priests and the, and the pastors and the people were, were being perverted and profane. And it's hard to read those verses uh, because we we know that it's happening today because these prophetic things um, uh, were written for our admonition. We talked about that in our last podcast in Book of First Corinthians. These things were written for our admonition upon whom the, the last days are come. And so, uh, when we do this, it's not with joy, but we do enjoy. Uh, preaching the word of God. It's a, it's the most exhilarating thing uh, that I've seen in my life outside of one other event in my life, which I'm going to mention right now. Happy birthday, dear host. Uh, thank you. Today is thank Kurt's you, birthday. And, and uh, I was reminiscing about the day he was born. And uh, wow, what a day. And I can't go into all of this stuff, but Yes, please don't. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, and you've grown to be kind of an old man, although you're hale. I don't know, and that's 60 old. 
Uh, no, not compared to me. <laughs> uh, I'm 81, and uh, but I still love doing this, and uh, God's given me good health so that I can do it. Now, we were talking about a lot of things in the book of Jeremiah, how the prophets and the priests and the pastors were, were profane, and then by extension, the people became profane. And so just a few more verses from the Old Testament. Uh, you know, the same thing, Ezekiel wrote about the same thing. In, in Ezekiel chapter 22, and he talks about the prophets and, and the priests um, uh, profaning the holy things. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's in Ezekiel chapter 22, if you want to read that. And it says, let's begin reading at verse 29. It says, the people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. Sound familiar? Now look, and this is with regard to their religion. Yeah. So in verse 30, and I've got this shaded in my Bible because uh, I have to go to this verse frequently. Ezekiel writes this, God spoke to him and he says, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before mm -hmm. me for the land that I should not destroy it. You want to hear the rest of the verse? Mm -hmm. But I found none. Isn't that sad? That is sad. I remember Jeremiah running to and fro in the streets of Jerusalem looking for a man that was righteous, couldn't find any. It's amazing. Our churches are so much leaning. Well, they're not leaning, they're running. They're embracing. And embracing that direction. And so let's stay in the Old Testament for just a few more verses, if we might, Curtis. Uh, we'll ask our, if you've got your Bibles ready, turn to them, because I want to read them to you. And, and I don't want you to think that we're uh, pulling your leg or anything. Just some things that the psalmist said. And, and uh, if, you'll, um, if you'll read Psalm 10, uh, it leads up to Psalm 11 and 12, um, uh, where it says, The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all of his thoughts. Psalm chapter 10, verse 4. Mm -hmm. Now, isn't that an awful thing? Yeah. Go to verse 11 in chapter 10. He says, He hath said in his heart, God hath forgotten. He hideth his face. He will never see it. Oh, really? Then it says this in verse 13 of Psalm 10, Wherefore doth the wicked contemn God? He hath said in his heart, Thou wilt not require it. God's not going to see it. God's not going to judge me for it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> then let's go to Psalm chapter 11. Begins with these words. The psalmist said, In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye to my soul, fleet? as a bird to your mountain, and I'm not going to flee. No. Like a bird to the mountain, folks, and neither did David. He said, for lo, the wicked bend their bow and make ready their arrow upon the string that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. So these people are sneaking in to your congregations, even in these days, and trying to destroy you. And then the psalmist goes on, on in Psalm 11, verse 3, says, If the foundations be destroyed, 
What can the righteous do? Now, the first foundation that Satan worked on was the word of God. That's right. Eve misquoted God. She says that we can't eat of this through this tree. Neither shall we touch it lest we die. Well, God never said that. She was adding to God's word and she was perverting God's word. And Satan actually quoted God perfectly. And then he added to it. He says, um, thou shalt not surely die. Oh, yeah. And that's been his trick forever. Yeah, it's worked pretty well. And so the first foundation that was, was being destroyed was the very word of God from which we are reading and studying and meditating, preaching. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Yeah. Let's go to Psalm 12 quickly. This is hard to read, Curtis. Yeah. It is. The sentiment in this is uh, definitely applicable to what we see happening today. And David said this. By the way, folks, here's how to pray. Oh, yeah. Psalms 12 gets you a pretty good pattern for prayer. Sure and, and here's how David starts his prayer. Help, Lord. Two words. Just two words. Folks, if you'll remember that and rem remember to whom to go, and why to go? Help, Lord. Well, why? He said, for the godly man ceaseth. For the faithful fail from among the children of men. He's saying that the pulpit is profane and thereby the people become profane. And then he says, they speak vanity. Everyone with his neighbor, with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. They're mugwumps. They have their mug on one side of the fence and her wump on the other. Pardon the, the uh, illustration, but that's just what's happening in our churches today. And we're going to show you that as we go to the New Testament. But let me end Psalm chapter 12 with on a happy note. It says, the words of the Lord are pure words. Proverbs 35 says, every word of God is pure. That's why we teach it. That's why we speak from it. That's why we're reading it to you. That's why we're presenting it to you. We want to be the one that, that Ezekiel couldn't find. Yeah. The words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in the furnace of, of earth, purified seven times. The number seven is the number of completed things of perfect things. He says, thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Keep what? Keep the words. And he shall preserve them from this generation forever. And why is he doing that? It says, the wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Wow. Mm -hmm. We have people in our pulpits that are puffed up and proud and profane. I'll tell you what, it's, 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 it's just awful to, to, uh, a good, great example of that is the article I read to you earlier today about Rick Warren and Saddleback church. We won't go into that totally, but I'll tell yeah. you what, uh, I am going to get, we, we are going to get a little bit more political than we used to. Yeah, listen, we've got to be alert in this country because here's what's happening right now. I used to think we were morphing into socialism and communism, but no. We're already there. We're plunging head 
long into it. And I want you to know something. What we're doing, we're doing it while we still can. Because the first thing that's going to erode and fall from America is our liberty. Our liberty. They're taking it away from us even now. We are being told by our president that fundamental Christians are a problem, are the problem. The, the biggest threat. The biggest threat is how he put it. According it, to our intelligence sources. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're a thorn in his side, and that's all right. I'd rather be that thorn uh, uh, than the weeds that are come up out of Washington. So the next thing that goes from our liberty is they come for your guns. It's the 4F program. I do not. Well, what's the 4F program? Go ahead and say it. Instill fear. Yep. Uh, confiscate firearms. Yep. Control food. That's right. And if you do those three Fs, then you accomplish the fourth F, which is eliminate freedom. Exactly. That's the government 4F program. And that's what's going on today. And that's why we're doing this. Okay. Um, let's go to the New Testament, Kurt. Okay. There's some things in here uh, that that deal directly with some of the things that we've been saying from the Old Testament. Are we going to Timothy first? Uh, let's, uh, let's go to Romans chapter Romans. 1 first, shall we? Romans chapter 1 first. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I love this Book of Romans. Um, I do too. I think it's the definitive. I think it treatment is of uh, on, on Christian doctrine, and it's the first epistle of Paul that appears in the New Testament. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And Paul was kind of a nasty man, wasn't he, before he got um, saved? Before he was uh, saved, yes, he was. Yeah. I think nasty might be an understatement. Yeah, but Paul was got saved, became became the the. Uh, filled the apostleship that uh, Jude fell away from. And uh, and he wrote this uh, epistle. Let, let's read, begin reading at verse 16 of chapter 1 of Romans. Um, no, let's begin reading with 14. He said, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as, as in me, we're going to say that, as much as in us, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it, the gospel of Christ, is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth. Amen. To the Jew first. And then to the Greek. And also to the Greek. For therein, in what? In the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And as it is written, the just shall live by faith. However, folks, he didn't end his dissertation with that. He said this for the wrath of God. And you see, that's what people don't want you to hear anymore. That's what the pastors don't want you to hear anymore. That's what the priests and false prophets don't want you to hear, that God is a wrathful God. Joel Osteen will tell you about the wrath of God. It says this, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven 
In other words, you can know about it if you'll just stay in this precious and holy, Holy Spirit-inspired word. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God has showed it unto them and shame on them if they don't say these things that we're saying. That's right. It gives me no joy to have to say some of these things. Me either. So... My study on, and I'm just going to go through a list of things in here and, and just make uh, make you aware of these things about how, uh, against whom the wrath of God is revealed. Um, and, and in verses uh, oh, 29 and to the end of the chapter, it says yes, this. This is they being filled. Let's let's go to verse 28. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Is that happening in our pulpits today? Way too much. Big time. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. That's when they just stray from the word of God. Mm-hmm. Disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Folks, don't be a numbskull. Don't hang with this kind of a crowd because this is the kind of crowd that drawn God's wrath, like it or not. And this is the stuff, and this is a pretty complete list of what's happening in the church of Jesus Christ this very day. He was speaking to Roman believers. Watch out. Now let's go to, um, oh, let's go to 1 Timothy. Book of 1 Timothy. Now, Timothy was, had the Apostle Paul as his teacher. And Paul wrote this first epistle to him. And uh, and he said, uh, he said in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4, he said, neither give heed to fables, and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. That's a command to Timothy. Then he said in chapter 2 of 1 Timothy, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, Pray for your pastor, folks. Yeah. 
that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honestly. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's what we're trying to do here, folks. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. There's so many other things that we can say here, but uh, and, and we will. But here's a warning. This is a grave warning. 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, and that's a capital S. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. That in the latter times, now let me explain what the latter times are. The latter, the word latter means the last of the last. Mm -hmm. We've been in the last of the last times for a long time, but I'm not so sure it's going to last much longer. But Paul says to Timothy that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Wow. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats. I don't want to tell you what kind of denomination that's in, but... You, but if you eat, do you have to? If you eat meat on Friday, then you're in trouble. Yeah. To abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them that believe and know the truth. <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting, isn't it? For every creature of God is good. Nothing to be refused if it be received with thanksgiving, for it's sanctified by the word of God and prayer. If thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things. Are you listening? This is what we're trying to do here, folks. Put the brethren in remembrance of these things. Thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained faith got to believe this word of god abraham believed god and it was counted to him for righteousness and good doctrine and then he says this but refuse profane and old wives fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness it's it's a meaning Amazing what he says. And, and, and I can read you the whole chapter. I'm not, but there are some key verses. Uh, in, in chapter 4, 1 Timothy, uh, he, he tells Timothy, Till I come, give attendance to reading. Folks, do you read your Bible? Have you even got one open right now? Please, please, please sprint to the Word of God. Oh, golly. We need to do that. He says, give, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on of hands of the presbytery. And he says, meditate on these things and give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. 
take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. The word doctrine means teaching. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. Are you hearing us today? By the way, I see that our listenership is increasing almost exponentially in Canada where the churches are shut down. Uh, yes, sir. Especially in the British Columbia and province. Yeah. Provinces. We're sorry, folks, but that's why we're doing this podcast. If you can't get to church, well, we don't want to be a replacement for the church. But, that's right. But, Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves right. together as a manner of some is. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. Right. By the way, but if we are the only way that you can get uh, good, solid, doctrinal, biblical teaching, then uh, we're, we're happy to be of service. That's now. right. And, and we really believe that we're standing in the gap for the Lord. Yes. We really believe that uh, because uh, we look at our analytics and, uh, and uh, right now our listenership is in the tens of thousands and, and uh, we're not bragging, but we're just... It, it humbles us and makes us to want to do things better. So pray for us that we do. Amen. So that's in First Timothy chapter four. Look at Second Timothy chapter three. Second Timothy chapter three. Now, folks, we're going to read quite a bit here. Glenn Beck read this yesterday. He did on his on his on, program on his program. Yep. Glenn Beck, well, bless his heart. I mean, he he spent three hours on this, <laughs> on this passage. Wow. We could do the same, but there's so many things we've got to do before we pass on, and that's the truth. Paul tells Timothy, "This know also, that in the last times, perilous times." shall come. He says it's positively going to happen. And as we read the scriptures and as we see what's going on in the quote religious world today, it's happening now and it's, and it's multiplying rapidly and it's being magnified. It doesn't get much more perilous than what we're seeing now. It doesn't. And here's it will, but not. I don't know how much more. I don't either. Oh, I don't either, Curtis. But I, I know that it's going to grow. Uh, the, the, the evil times shall wax worse and worse. The, the Apostle Paul says, worse and worse, and they will, and they are, and that's happening today. Please get to your Bibles. Rightly divide the word of truth. Study to show yourselves approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Get in the book and depend upon the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you in all truth. And Jesus, when he was praying for his disciples, says, sanctify them by the truth. Thy the word, word is, truth. is truth. And that's what we're giving you here today. Back to 2 Timothy chapter 3. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, 
We said this in the beginning of this study. The church is going to selfishness rather than selflessness. It's a me first generation. They'll be coveted. They'll be covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Are you getting these? There's more. Without natural affection. Wow. That covers a, a host of things, too, by the way. You know, I think normally Christian, the Christian mind goes to, you know, the sins of homosexuality. And, Absolutely. Et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, that can also encompass things like, you know, why does a mother take all of her children and drown them in a lake? Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's not natural. Affection. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. We have less than a minute, Pastor. Okay, on this, I'll read to you verse three, and then we'll continue this in our next, in our next half hour. It says they will be without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers. We'll deal with that a little bit too. Incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Jesus said, "Blessed are they." when all men hate you for my men's mm. for my namesake mm -hmm. blessed are you if you're going to be hated be hated for the sake of the lord jesus christ i'll tell you despisers of those that are good okay i think we'll end this uh section right now and uh, we'll be back